Talk Live. 855-453 is the toll-free call-in line brought to you by SACL CAI. It is Mark with you. And Daryl. For those that are uh, avid listeners of Free Talk Live Saturday Night Edition, well, you're probably wondering why is Mark on the main microphone and who is Daryl? So let's answer the first question, Daryl. You're kind of a third-party expert guy, right? Uh, somewhat, and I've written a few books on it. On a small independent publishing company, uh, put out you know mainly political leaning news from a libertarian and anarchist slant. Author, an anarchist are people that wear black and throw Molotov cocktails. No, no. yes, <laughs> anarchists are people that do not believe that government should exist. The government must exist because people must govern themselves. So it's a grammatically incorrect statement. Uh, at the very least, an autoarchist. Well, it, it actually means no rulers. So you know, yeah, I, I agree. You should govern your yourself. Okay. So I hate that ha- term. And ha- I think however, it's a, you want to entirely counterproductive. But, um, you know, one thing that you had brought up here at show prep, Daryl, and I thought it was very interesting. Uh, By the way, you can call it at 855-450-3733, was that uh, apparently some sponsors have been pulling out of the presidential debates. What does that mean? Uh, The Commission on Presidential Debates, which is the uh, corporation owned by the Republicans and Democratic parties. Okay. They own something together? They do. Okay. What can they? They must agree upon something. What is that that they agree upon? That they agree that it's only Republicans and Democrats that get to debate one another in the presidential debates. So last week there were ten sponsors of the presidential debates. Last week. Last week. Okay. Now there are seven. Ooh. This is like an Agatha Christie novel. Go ahead. Yeah. There's been pressure by supporters of Gary Johnson and Jill Stein. On Who's Jill Stein? Jill Stein's the Green Party presidential and nominee. Gary Johnson? The Libertarian. Okay. So the two big minor parties, third parties, whatever you want to call them, right. are putting pressure on corporate sponsors of the presidential debate. Right. To uh, basically try to get the sponsors to get the CPD to include more than just Barack Obama and Mitt Romney in the debates. Because this has to be for sort of corporations. It's got to be kind of a layup. This uh, this debate thing. I mean, everybody can agree that presidents should debate, so we should sponsor the debates. But right. then they realize that they've stepped into a uh, little hornet's nest when it comes to the fact that there are people that are running for office and that aren't allowed in. Right. And I, I'm sure you remember it back in 1992 when Ross Perot ran. Mm-hmm. He's the only person since the CPD was founded in 1988. Perot's the only person that's been allowed to debate the Republicans and Democrats. And that was only because Bill Clinton basically said he would not debate if Perot wasn't included. So, you know, that kind of plays into the idea. I've heard an interview recently with, uh, I think it was on 60 Minutes, with uh, George Bush Sr., (laughs) where he blamed Ross Perot for his loss. And... But that that seems relatively accurate, right? Uh, that that's actually contrary to history and okay. fact. Okay. Before Perot entered the race, George Bush was losing in the polls. He right. he was trailing Bill Clinton in the polls. All right. After Perot entered the race, then he dropped out for a couple of months over yeah. the summer because ninjas were after him. Right. So something along those lines. During the time that Perot was out of the race. 
George Bush was trailing Bill Clinton. And then the exit polls, which I'm not sure how often those are done now, but they were popular at one time. I know they do them, but it's uh, you know people people question whether es- the the validity of ex- exit right. polls. Well, the the exit polling that was done showed that in a majority of states, the Perot voters were evenly split between having previously supported Bush or Clinton. The only state in which it was more people supported Bush or would have supported Bush if Perot wasn't running was Ohio. Okay. Well, Ohio is that important state. But that's one state. Yeah, that, yeah. that still would not have swung the election one way or the other. So I think that it's, you know, it's kind of interesting what's going on here. It's not that I support or don't support third parties. I think that they're they get the short end, the, the, the crappy end of the stick, as right. it were. Um, but you know, I just I kind of wonder about uh, third parties. I mean, I I like that the libertarians offer me Gary Johnson for whom to vote because I find Barack Obama and Mitt Romney to both be distasteful. There's a lot of people that feel this way. A lot of uh, you know quite conservative people that think that Mitt Romney is not that great. They're pro- they're certainly scared of Obama and they may vote for Romney or they may want to find somebody else to vote for. There's a lot of Ron Paul supporters right. out there that want somebody. Gary Johnson's probably a good alternative for them. There's a lot of pro peace people that don't want to vote for Obama because he's been so uh, involved in wars while he was in office and. You know, just a variety of different people that may vote for the former New Mexican governor um, who, you know, had a really stellar record in in a lot of ways. Uh, You know, I mean, he seems to be a man of of some integrity. And so I like that I'm being offered that option for whom to vote. And I probably will vote for for Gary Johnson. But it just seems like all the work that third parties have to go through in order to get their people on the ballot seems like a lot of wasted effort. I, I agree. You know, there is a lot of work that goes into getting someone that's not a Republican or a Democrat on the ballot. And that's because it's the Republicans and the Democrats that get to set the rules. There are a handful of states in which all parties have the same rules to play by. Okay. Vermont is one of them. Mississippi is another one. Okay. Neither state has more than five or six candidates on the ballot for big offices. So, you know, the whole theory that people throw out, well, if we just let anybody on the ballot, then there's going to be 185 people. Because look at what happened in California during the recall, where there's some, something like 153 people running for governor. Really? Well... And the only reason there were that many people is some businessman stepped forward and said, I will pay the filing fee for anyone that wants to run for governor. And what was the filing fee? Uh, I do not remember, but it was extremely low because it was a recall election. Sometimes it's like a grand. Right. Um, No, in this case, it was, you know, less than $100, I believe. Okay. But, you know, that's an oddity. Uh, You know, normally you don't see more than a dozen candidates. Even here in New Hampshire, where during the presidential primaries, it is $1,000 to get on the ballot. Yeah, it's $1,000 to get on the ballot during the presidential primaries in New Hampshire. The, first the, Republican, in the, the Republican Party normally has 20 to 30 candidates. The Democratic Party normally has 20 to 30 candidates. 
So, and these are these aren't the ones that you're necessarily hearing about in the news. There's just all these other people that right. you don't hear about at all. These minor minor candidates that are uh, there's the guy that has the uh, the the rubber boot boot on Vermin his head. Supreme. Vermin Supreme, who claims that he is the supreme politician because all co- politicians are vermin, and he's a vermin and vermin supreme or whatever his his shtick is. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know clearly clever comedy, and he's probably the most interesting of those people. <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, he's just some guy who runs for office every four right. years and he's actually he's a performance artist mm-hmm. and vermin supreme is one of his gigs that he does i don't know how much money he makes doing the he must make a thousand dollars every four years yeah you know he he obviously gets something out of it otherwise he wouldn't do it but you know so i guess i guess the question that i, I really have in this situation is are third parties worth it um you know the there's a lot of effort that goes into putting third parties on the ballot, and a lot of people have told me throughout my life, you know, those, those libertarians would just play by the Republican rules, and those Greens would just play by the Democrat rules. Then they'd have some larger effect on the parties. And I guess you know what I want from the audience this evening is, you know, what do you think? Do you think that third parties are worth it? Do you want third parties on the ballot? Because a lot of people will pay a lot of lip service to third parties. They'll say we need more. Parties on the ballot, well, there, there's, but they don't vote for them. There's polls that come out every year showing 68% of Americans will consider voting for a third party. Sure. And, and then, then the 5%. scare tactics come in. That's when, you know, and then the lesser of two evils shtick comes in. If you don't vote for the Republican or Democrat, then the Republican or Democrat will get in and America will cease to exist as you know it. 855-450-3733. It's Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. Technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Daryl. And you can go get archives of Free Talk Live absolutely free. Most commercial talk programs, they're going to charge you for their archives. They want you to join their little Mouseketeer Club. And we have a Mouseketeer Club, and you can join it. It's called the AMP program at amp.freetalklive.com, and you'll get some perks. But the perk that we offer for free to listeners is the archives. We want you to listen to the show. Go back for six years or something at archives.freetalklive.com. The last seven days are right at the right at the front page at freetalklive.com, but the archives go back six years. They're all free, archives.freetalklive.com. One of the ways that we uh, pay for things like all these free things is, uh, you know, we have some advertisers. And one of those advertisers is Midas Resources. We've teamed up with them to offer you some really great rates on gold and silver. And if you buy through gold.freetalklive.com, that's the link, gold.freetalklive.com, Free Talk Live gets a little cut. You should be getting some of the best prices on gold and silver there at gold.freetalklive.com. 
And, you know, that's the exchange. It's gold.freetalklive.com. Daryl, let's go to Dave in Hawaii. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? I think that third parties are a waste of time unless we change the Constitution to something more like a European parliamentary system. Yes, so um, can you, you explain that? Go ahead. Um, it's not, uh, there are some obvious advantages to that, but it's not so clear that there aren't disadvantages too, and um, I'm not sure it's worth the effort that would be involved. Yeah, there's a lot of effort. There would be a lot of effort involved in changing the Constitution to a parliamentary system. Uh, of course, and even under the Constitution that we have, until the 1950s, there were regularly minor party and independent candidates in Congress. Really? Yes. I wasn't aware of that. Um, you know, it seems like the sort of zero-sum game that's set up by the Constitution, the winner takes all, the person who manages to get first the most. The post. Well, yeah. Canada and the U.K. both have first past the post, and what they call writings, which here we call congressional districts, same sort of election format, but they consistently have three, four, and five parties in their parliament. Why? What's the difference? But less and less. Uh, actually, no, they they consistently are getting more parties represented in their parliament, primarily because they have the same ballot access requirements for everybody. Mm. Now, one uh, thing is the parliamentary system is younger than the Constitution. The Constitution is the oldest governing document in the world. and Written governing document. Okay, what's... Uh, what? Well, uh, the UK does not have a written Constitution. Okay. They have... You know, basically, common law, you know, says how things happen. But the, the so king, they, they were they were a monarchy in World right. War One. Um, so I mean, they've got they, a relatively... they've been a monarchy, but they've also had a parliament since the sixteen seventeen hundred. Indeed. So it's a little confusing. I guess they've sort of evolved over time. Right. And one wonders, how, why, do, why do they have third and fourth parties in other countries and they just don't have them here in the United States? They're just not that common. So, Dave, um, you think it's a waste of time? What, uh, what, it's, it's just not worth doing the regular party thing, so people should just suck it up and do Democrat and Republican? Or try to do other things that uh, actually achieve something. Like what? I mean, well, move to New Hampshire, maybe. <laughs> There's always the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. Uh, I've picked yeah, up and moved or, my uh, life. Daryl, you did, too, yes. in order to have a larger effect. People that believe in, in liberty to have a larger effect on the government here in one state, a small state, where the population's relatively low. And that's what we've uh, been doing. Today, I was out, actually, at the Republican State Delegate <sighs> Convention thing, where I voted on the, the state platform and, uh, you know, did my little part. Dave, anything else? No, I guess that's it. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate Thanks, it. Darryl. Thanks, Dave. 855-450-3733. So, I mean, there are all kinds of third parties, even in like France and places like that. How, right. how, do the, how were those parties fostered there? You said it was ballot access as one of the reasons. Well, I, I know specifically in Canada and the UK. Okay. Uh, because when I was writing the book Duopoly, I researched for over a year. Where and, can people find this book? Uh, you can find that on Amazon, okay. which if you go through the Free Talk Live link, shop.freetalklive.com, shop. Shop. you can go to Amazon there. Let's take Mike. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Where are you calling from? Mike, can you hear me? Hello, Mike. Mike going once. Mike going twice. 
to put Mike on hold and see because I don't hear anything going on there. So maybe maybe we're having some pro- problem on our, our end. Um, yeah, I mean, when I have been seeing this whole uh, you know third party thing here, I can tell you George Bush Senior didn't like Ross Perot and he felt like he cost him the election. Right, and I get told on a relatively regular basis by my little Republican friends that if I vote for Gary Johnson that I'm going to send America in a, you know, spinning down into a spiral of the dark ages uh, because Obama's finally going to be able to, to get the last of his socialist pegs in the board or whatever it is that the, the claim is and America will never be uh, the, the shining beacon on the hill because I didn't vote for Mitt Romney. My one vote. Now, this clearly is people that don't understand math. I mean, <laughs> there's I if because you get me to vote for Romney as opposed to Johnson, uh, you haven't achieved anything because I have one vote and it's 51 separate elections. Actually, it's more like 57 because you consider that Maine and Nebraska have these kind of weird the congressional district districts, sort of weird thing. things going on. But um you know, when you consider that these uh, that you have one vote among, you know, it's it you are one election among fifty one elections, uh, that your vote is one among millions sometimes in your state. Right. If you live in California, there's no reason to drive to the polls and just to vote for Mitt Romney, because California is going to go re- re- Democrat every time, right? right? Right. I mean, why would you waste why would you waste the gasoline to go there if you live in in Wyoming and you want to vote Democrat? Stay home because, you know, I don't know what it's like on the local elections. I'm not going to tell people about local elections. And I understand if you want to drive to for the local election, fine. But if it's just for the presidential election, we're wasting your time. Right. There's maybe 10 states in the union that generally these swing states that it matters whether or not you vote at all. And then within those swing states, there are swing counties. Indeed. And Hillsborough County, New Hampshire. Mm hmm. Is the only county in the state that voted for Bush in 04 and Obama in 08. I see. So Hillsborough is basically the swing county within New Hampshire that determines whether New Hampshire goes Republican or Democrat for president. But the, the county, but the state counts the statewide votes. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Your, your county doesn't actually matter. So, I mean, if I vote in Cheshire County, which is where I live in New right. Hampshire, um, my vote still goes into the total, the statewide total. Right. So, but I mean, Cheshire County is much more Democrat oh, yeah, yeah, than absolutely. Hillsborough. No doubt about it. But when you, when you look at these things, it makes you wonder, this whole voting thing, it's really kind of questionable. New Hampshire went 60,000 votes towards Obama in 2008. Whether I voted for or against Obama in 2008, it would have made a difference because it would have been just one vote, one right. way or the other. Even if I could, at the end of it all, get, get to play, place my vote very last, it wouldn't matter. It just doesn't statistically matter. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Welcome 
Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line. You're on the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. It's 855-450-3733. Mark with you. And Daryl. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've been talking about third parties this evening, just kind of the, you know, the, the difficulties that they have, uh, you know, what, whether they make any sense. Um, you know, a lot of Americans giving lip service to the idea of them and then not really participating in uh, voting for third parties and how they go in other countries. Well, and if you look back at history in the 18th or 17th, 18th century or actually 18th and 19th century, when there were some you know fairly vibrant third parties, their ideas were actually adopted by the major parties. Well, I think that that could be argued even in the 20th century, that the, uh, you know, the Socialist Party had a strong um, effect. The, certainly the ideas of socialism were strongly affected, even in, in the Republicans and the Democrats, both sides. Right. Um, of course, socialism is an idea that's going to be very attractive to anyone in government. It isn't an idea that uh, purports the strength of government. So let's go to – well, real quick, we had mentioned uh, the Free State Project in the last segment. wanted to tell you about it real quick. The idea is, is to get 20,000 people who believe in the ideas of liberty to move to one state. And so far, 1,000 people have moved, and more than 12,000 have signed up to move. That's a real achievement. If you are frustrated with the progress that, uh, you know, a freedom around the United States that you think that maybe it's going in the wrong direction, well, consider the Free State Project because, well, we're having a lot of success. The New Hampshire state budget, even if you're not into politics, it's, you know, the, when you consider that the state budget was cut, not the proposed increase, but the budget from the previous year was cut by 12, nearly 12 percent. That's a tremendous achievement. And I expect it to only get better. It's freestateproject.org. Get involved. Let's go to Mike calling and listening on XM. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. What's in your mind? Hey, Mark. I wanted to say, uh, just for starters, some of those Gary Johnson commercials are pretty compelling. Yeah. Um, those are pretty, pretty neat. But um, this is the first thing. We live in a, with a generation now that was born into the Internet generation, and they're all coming of age to start voting and stuff, and we can see by how many youngsters or young people are interested in, in the principles that Ron Paul is trying to promote. I think the third parties thing is going to have his day. It's going to have its day. It's going to come around into being because this left-right thing isn't going to last much longer because people are changing, and they don't have to buy just what's on the media every night. The left, right, they can independently research things now with the Internet. And I think that generation is going to be the one that that finally does the third party. You know, a lot of people have predicted in a lot of different presidential races that this would be the one. And I think that there's an argument that uh, the Libertarian Party might be in its close to perfect storm if there is such a thing. Um, the Ron Paul revolution, or the Lovelution, depending on how uh, you want to refer to it, certainly was a strong force in the Republican primary. I don't think anybody can deny that there was a, a strong force, that he was able to do a great deal of fundraising. Libertarians are the oldest and largest of the third parties. The largest, not the, largest. the oldest. Oh. Prohibition Party has been around since the 1860s. My mistake. They are the largest of the, uh, the, the the third parties. And, you know, they're on in 49 of the 50 states. Right. And it's not like even getting a, lar- a good percentage, 10 percent for the for the Libertarian Party could be could very well be a victory. They've got a former governor. Uh, you know, they have one of the one of two candidates on the ballot that have uh, executive experience. The vetoinist governor 
governor in the history of the United States, 700 vetoes over the course of eight years. Gary Johnson did. And uh, people that talk about small government and then vote for Mitt Romney might want to check themselves, you know, when it comes to for whom they're voting, because Gary Johnson really would represent small government in that in that area. Mike? Yeah, I think Gary Johnson is a real, a real viable alternative. I like the, I like the things that he says. A few times that I've seen him, and no vote is a wasted vote, in my opinion. If enough people don't vote for the Republicans and Democrats, they're still sending a message. I think that's so, so shameful when people say it's a wasted vote because no vote is wasted. Right. I mean, you know. You there, I can't. You can't waste. A, I guess the, there the are only, wasted votes. The only wasted vote is one that you cast that you are not one hundred percent certain that that's the vote that you wanted to cast. Well, one one can make an argument for wasted votes, but if you made the argument, then you'd have to apply that argument to thoroughly. the guy that comes in second. To if the guy you who comes vote in for second. the guy that comes in second, you wasted your vote too because he didn't win either. Right, he didn't win. So if it was the third, you know, third position, they didn't win. And if you voted for the person you you put if your vote was more than one over for the guy who won, then it's a wasted vote also because whether you win by one or win by 1 million it doesn't matter, right. so it's a wasted vote. I mean, there's if you're going to talk about wasted votes, then let's talk about wasted votes, but don't just apply it to third parties. And then normally it's yeah, only applied the to the guy that comes in third. They never say, oh, you voted for the guy that came in seventh. You totally wasted your vote there. Yeah. What do you think, Mark, about uh, the uh, electronic voting machines? Oh, they scare me. I hate them. I, you know, I think that most Americans really wonder when they go into those electronic voting machines, you know, where are their ballots going? You know, who's counting them? I, I think it's it's very scary. Uh, of course, there's always the Stalin quote: "It doesn't matter uh, who votes, but it matters who counts the votes." And you know, it really does come down to that. There's clearly voter fraud going on. Uh, I'll tell you what scares me worse, or even more than the electronic voting machines, is the old lever action machine. How's that? Well, because same way you have there, there's no way to actually go back and count some ballots. It just flips a little ticker on the back of the machine. Oh, interesting. So it doesn't you, it doesn't punch a hole or anything like that. Nope. I don't know. I've never seen it. All every time I, I've, I've ever voted voted, voted I've, on those when I lived in Pennsylvania. Every time I've ever voted, I voted with a pencil. And I, I suppose they could go through and erase my uh, mark if they wanted to, but that's what they had, and there was pencils. Mike, anything else? That was it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mike. Keep on trucking. 855-450-3733. Let's go to Gary in New Jersey. Gary, you're listening to XM? Hi, how are you? All's well. What's on your mind? Well, uh, I grew up, I'm an American citizen now, and I have been for a number of years, but I grew up in Canada. Okay. And, uh, and in Canada, in, a, in the parliamentary system that we had in Canada, uh, we had very effective, and they still do, three-party and even four-party government. And the thing that was so fascinating, and I was a political science major, the thing that was so fascinating about three-party government is that when you had a minority government, uh, we had minority government in the 60s and 70s, we had some of the best periods of effective legislation being passed by the government. And the reason was because it truly forced the hand of the leadership of the party in power uh, to to reach out and to create 
uh, partnerships and to achieve consensus and to have dialogue. You know, those and, are the scariest you know, words in government to me, Gary, as when uh, consensus. they're achieving cons- consen- getting consensus and achieving dialogue and all those things. Those Bipartisanship. <laughs> those always scare me. Right. But I well, will agree that here in the, the most prosperous time um, in America since I've been alive basically was when there was a Democrat in the White House and a and a Republican House. I mean, basically, they couldn't get a whole lot of sort of this extraneous legislation through. And, you know, it, 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 America functioned quite well. Right. I, look, I think the thing that, that defines the current political climate, and I think this is more uh, about the way the system has deteriorated, is that whether you, first of all, whether you have a two-party system, a three-party system, a four-party system, fundamentally for the wheels of government to work effectively, you do have to have the legislature come together with the intent to serve the public. And they have to work as an entity to pass legislation to meet the public good. Uh, I would Uh, rather no laws be passed... Then have laws? stalemate, you know, have stalemate for two years between congressional elections. Nothing ever gets passed. Then have bipartisanship and Gary. Thanks for the call. Have the government working for the people because remember what happened when the Republicans worked for everybody. We wound up with the Patriot Act, wars, and everything else. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free column line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. But we've been talking about third parties. It's getting to be election time, and Americans give a lot of serv- lip service to uh, to third parties, but they don't seem to love- give a lot of votes. Right. And it, you know, it always makes me wonder, why is it that they talk about these things, but they just don't do them? Uh, if you want to get more news about Free Talk Live, you can go to news.freetalklive.com. There we have lots of options. You can sign up for our news uh, you know, email. Give us your email address, and we'll sign up for our little newsletter we send out every once in a while just to give you the major info. But you can also sign up for our Twitter and Facebook and get the more granular updates during the show, that kind of thing. It's news.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Kevin in looks like Indiana on WXNT. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Uh, what a great show tonight. It's Thank you, sir. So nicely. <laughs> Catch my drift. What, what was that? I, I missed. A, it was, if there was a I joke, I missed it. The show is flowing so nicely tonight. It's very, you know, you can follow it. It's going great, guys. Gotcha. Thanks. Thanks. So, don't have that interruptive force there, so I, I love it. Okay. <laughs> Ian's, Ian's um, not your favorite host. Join, j- get, get on, get on the love train. I, I, <laughs> I'm 57 years old, and 
he's a little out there for me. <laughs> he does my process. So try, it's hard to follow him sometimes. Try and owning I, a business with him. Mark. <laughs> Mark, I love you. I got a kinship with you. But okay, here we go. Thanks. What is your both your takes on the upcoming election? Who do you think is going to win? And then I can give you my take. I, I think this one's really too close to call. Um, it, it looks like Obama's up in the polls. Uh, the, the state that seems to matter right now is Ohio. Certainly Virginia and Florida are in play, but they all are leaning Obama right now. Anything can really happen between in a month's time, 38 days or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't propose to to make a guess, but all I can do is look at the polls and and say that it looks like Obama's up. It doesn't look like Romney has really done anything but said, hey, I was in business. And I don't know if that's managing to get everybody. My prediction is that Barack Obama will make history by being the first president to get reelected by a smaller percentage than what he was elected by. Oh, really? So far, every president to win reelection wins by a larger percentage than what they initially were elected by. So my prediction is Obama wins re-election, but by a smaller margin. It's going to be a hair's breath. Kevin? Okay. Now, based on this scientific information I'm going to give you, haha, uh, <laughs> I drive a cab. Okay. So hey, thanks for your service, door. by the way. No, thank <laughs> you, and I appreciate that. I do, I do perform a fantastic service in this community. I really do. I think uh, you do. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I make pretty decent money doing it so awesome um just came off yon kapoor and i have a few customers that i i took the service and three different synagogues and all three individuals said that their rabbis were not happy with obama hmm. and they weren't telling their people not vote for him but maybe they want to rethink um you know their position and then i do also have some folks that are strict evangelicals and I believe this election is going to hinge on the Jewish vote and the evangelicals coming out and voting against Obama. And I don't think he's going to carry Indiana this time. He carried it last time for the first time. Ever. I don't think he is either. What? Um, so you don't think you can? You don't think the evangelicals are already scared into voting for uh, for Romney? You think that they they still need a, a, a thorough amount of scaring to get out there? Totally. No, I think they're going to vote for Romney. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. I meant to say they are going okay. to vote for Romney this time. Um, either a, a don't they always vote Republican? Vote. I mean, aren't aren't the evangelicals a foregone conclusion for Republicans? No, they did not vote last time. That's why because of Obama McCain. Won. They, they stayed and home Indiana, in a lot of Wait, places. You know, I'm sorry, I walked on you. What did you guys say? No, he, he was just saying that uh, the evangelicals stayed home, and this is this is one of the problems the Republican Party is really having by putting up these moderate, uh, you know, mealy mouth, uh, milk toast candidates. That they can't seem to get the you know they can't get the base out the the base isn't totally uh, moved. I'm not moved. I'm a state delegate for the Republican Party in my state, and I'm not convinced. Uh, I've got two more predictions for you for the presidential election: Virginia and New Mexico. Watch both of those states because Virgil Good, who's the Constitution Party's nominee is a former congressman from Virginia. He is polling extremely well there right now, pulling in double digits, like 10, 11, 12 percent. That's about what Johnson's doing in New Mexico. Johnson is pulling very well in New Mexico right now. So watch those two those states. One of you know the quote-unquote minor party candidates could very well uh, swing 
that state one way or the other. Now, the Constitution Party, you'd have to really think those people are pulling from the Republicans, right? Yes. I mean, they've got to, they, they, I mean most of the people that are constitutionalists, if, they, if you put a gun to their head and said, pick a major party, um, that they would pick. Virgil go Good is a former Republican congressman. He and, was and also Johnson's a Democrat a for, for a while. And Johnson's a former uh, Republican. Republican, uh, yeah. Governor, so. uh, I've heard it. Now, I, I've heard ahead, it said. Kevin. It still comes down to the electoral college. If they pull in those states, it may or may not affect the overall electoral college outcome. And that's where I think I think Romney's going to win Florida, Pennsylvania, and Ohio because he has the Catholic, Jewish, and evangelical votes this time. If Romney gets those three states, out. I'm going to you know he's going to win. But I would say that you know, understand that when these state elections go on in Virginia and New Mexico, those are popular statewide votes. So if the you know the third parties come in and take some of the Republican votes, it's likely to turn that state, whether that's Virginia or New Mexico, over to Obama in those uh, in those two and, areas. But that again, because the electoral college, that may or may not have an effect on the election. It it it, it should it, it would have an effect if it turned the state from red to blue. Right, but that's only if the election were close enough to where those two states were the swings, such as in two thousand. They are where, swing states, right? But no, if they were the swing states, yes. Such you but know, in two thousand, Florida was the swing state it that was. decided the election, and everybody says, "Oh, Ralph Nader cost Al Gore the election." There were seven people on the ballot in Florida not named Ralph Nader. That got more than 537 votes. <laughs> Kevin, final thoughts? We do have to remember one thing, guys, about a politician. All of them, if their lips are moving, they're lying. Thanks for the call. <laughs> 855-450-3733. People say that, but we continue to put these people in office. We continue to yeah. say, well, I guess we're, you know, the, they have the voice of the nation. Uh, you know, when, when the military goes out and does the work, we claim that the, the people that are following the will of the politicians are fighting for our freedom or fighting for our country. It, it, it looks to me like they're fighting for politicians that Americans believe are liars. Right. And so, then if, you know, in a lot of places you look at the voter turnout, it's well under half of registered voters that are going to turn out. So how these people think that they have a mandate to do anything is beyond me. Yeah. None of the above is still winning. Let's go to Rose in Indiana. Rose, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hello. I've been listening to all the talk. Um, And um, I heard someone say a few months ago that if a ham sandwich ran against Obama, he would vote for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you not think that a third party just this time, because from all the talk I hear, our country is over if Obama gets in again. I have heard the rhetoric. I've heard yeah. this in every and, election and if, in if my life. If they don't run a third party now, um, I love Romney. I see something in him that is just uh, just precious. I don't know why, but... Anyway, I think that this time, people, don't vote for a third party. Next time, I'll vote for Ron Paul. I might be kidding. Well, Ron Paul's uh, going to be 82 next time. <laughs> that's true. But that's why That's why I would vote for him, because I know he's not going to run. <laughs> now, Rand may very well uh, uh, you know, be there. He scares me. Well, you know, I'm just saying. Um, some people do like y- him. You know, anybody this time... Even I don't understand why people don't like Romney. Even if he doesn't do anything, we know he's not going to 
bring Muslims, the bad ones, to the White House. Hold on. Wait a second. Obama's bringing bad Muslims to the White House? Well, uh, so I heard. Doing what? That some of the uh, Muslim Brotherhood or something that they're, they've been there before. Well, the Muslim Brotherhood's a a pretty big, really, it's just a political party. No, darling, I mean just a a few of them are going to visit the White House. Yeah, I mean, it's really just a a political party over there. I mean, it it, it may be, their politics are certainly different than the politics that go on in the United States, but it's a different section of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I mean, the the Muslim Brotherhood is not the most radical organization. um, Well, I hope not, but do you not believe that a third party this time would hurt the country no i i don't know i mean really? Rose, i do thank you for the call we're uh we're getting into a hard break here i you know it seems to me i've got one vote and that one vote whether it goes in the first second or third party column line doesn't really matter in that one case now you can add up the votes at the end but is it the fault of any of those one people doesn't that seems antithetical it's change your words change your life a daily minute program to help you understand the power of every word you speak. Here's New York Times bestselling author, Joyce Meyer. You know, our words belong to us and we must be responsible for how we use them. And they can produce life or death for us and for all who hear them. They are a gift from God and when used properly, they are one of our greatest assets. Most of us probably spent many years, if not our entire lives, simply talking without even thinking about what we're saying. Some people say, well, I'm the type of person who just speaks my mind. But that does not make the person wise or pleasant to be with. If you use your words wisely, then I congratulate you. But if you don't, then I urge you to begin asking God to help you and start making changes right away. The more you improve the way you talk, the more your life will improve. For Change Your Words, Change Your Life, I'm Joyce Meyer. For more information and insight on how you can change your words and change your life, Please visit Joyce Meyer, spelled M-E-Y-E-R, dot O-R-G. The words we speak can affect our lives in positive and negative ways. In her new book, Change Your Words, Change Your Life, best-selling author and internationally acclaimed teacher Joyce Meyer examines the power of words that convey our thoughts and emotions. She discusses how our words can increase or decrease our level of joy and how they can have a positive or negative effect on our future. Change Your Words, Change Your Life, the latest book from New York Times bestselling author Joyce Meyer, is available wherever books are sold. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. We have been talking about uh, you know, the election and third parties and sort of the relevance of those over the, the, the past hour. Still got some calls on hold for that. And you know, go check out listen.freetalklive.com. Not only is Free Talk Live on more than 110 radio stations across the country, and we are grateful to the radio stations that carry us, and two XM channels, but we've got, you know, free-to-air satellite or uh, the webcam at cam.freetalklive.com or listen lines where you can call a telephone number and listen. If perhaps your phone isn't got enough bandwidth for data or something like that, you can listen in your car that way at listen.freetalklive.com. There's live streams also on the internet. Listen.freetalklive.com. And it's Mark with you. And Daryl. Let's go to Gordon. Calling in, listening, KMED. Gordon, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hello, how are you? All's well. 
Good, love the show. Thanks. Um, wanted to mention something to some to everyone, and I I believe, considering Obama has hired tens of thousands of lawyers, that this election is going to be really bad as far as him tying it up in courts. How is he going to tie it up in courts? I mean, how many times has that been done? Well, just just like Bush. Okay. And and well, you, you know what I'm saying. I mean, he's going to tie it up somehow. Okay. That's the that's the Chicago way. I do agree that uh, that that uh, the lawyer and my my way of the line. I, I, claim, I'm still confused how he's going to tie the election up in court. It didn't take long with Bush. It so you're, you're saying, Gordon? Gordon, are you saying that it's going to be an extremely close election and he's going to tie it up in court to halt some recounts? Okay, good point. I think, I don't know how close it will be, but I do believe any results, he will challenge those results in every state. He's already hired the lawyers. Well, the Republicans have a lot of lawyers and they've already sued... In That's several true. states to try to get candidates off That's the true. ballot. Yeah. The Libertarians I, just I, I went through, they, they just went through a lawsuit in Pennsylvania to actually remain on the ballot after they turned in like twice as many signatures as was required. Yeah, Romney's trying to keep uh, third parties off the ballots right now because they think, he thinks he's going to hurt yeah. them. Well, I, I hope it works out okay, but that, that's what I fear. You I know. Gotcha. It's just, it just to have his... His legal team from Chicago uh, <laughs> going ahead and uh, pulling some crap. So anyway, well, that, that's my opinion, guys. I appreciate uh, the call, I, Gordon. I do like your show, too. Thank you. Thanks. 855-450-3733. Everybody loves to give Chicago trouble, and certainly it's uh, you know got some history of uh, ugly elections and ugly politics. But, I mean, it's by no means the uh, the only place in America it's that's no got California. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I think that... One thing that I think Gorton's pointing out correctly is is that this uh, democracy of the people, by the people, for the people. I know, I know, it's a republic. Um, it, you know, I don't think there's any operative difference. Uh, democracy, mean, democracy means of the people, and uh, you know, republic means by the people. One's Latin, one's Greek. Um, you, you know, if you believe that uh, republic means that they respect rights, show me another republic that's ever respected rights. Exhibit A: the People's <laughs> Republic of China. Right. Exhibit B: the Republic of Cuba. Right. There's you know, republic just not doesn't it doesn't really mean much any much of it, any difference in uh, democracy. But is that this government of the people by the people for the people has turned into sort of a government of the lawyers by the um, you know uh, by the lobbyists for the corporations. I mean, it's just it's a big mess, and you know, there's a the rule of lawyers has supplanted the rule of men in this country, and it seems like uh, you know what they have you know what the economists call rent seeking behavior, meaning that uh, you know people will do what benefits them, that lawyers may pad the hours and that kind of thing, well, that lawyers will also create work for lawyers, and that when lawyers control the lawmaking body, they create the laws, which are the work of lawyers, so they create more work for lawyers. Just think, if Congress and the state legislatures couldn't manipulate the rules to favor themselves in elections, how much work the lawyers would be losing? Right. I mean, at this point, when you I mean, many of these laws out there, when you ask a lawyer what it means, 
if you ask 10 lawyers, you'd get 10 different answers as to what Sometimes it means. Sometimes you might get 12 different answers because <laughs> one lawyer might say, well, it could mean this or it could mean this. Probably, I'm not really sure. Probably that. But that. And I mean, it, it sort of perpetuates this control of that group, the lawyers, of the system. And, you know, they control the output of the legislature. So therefore, they control the, um, you know, the, the laws and make work for themselves. And it produces these laws that are, you know, Byzantine at best. They make the laws of Byzantine look easy. I mean, there's more laws in this country than an individual can read in four lifetimes. How can that possibly be the rule of law? It's the land of the free. Love it or leave it. Even though we've got more laws than any other country in the world, more prisoners in the U.S. than any other country in the world, and more lawyers than any other country in the world per capita. I, you know, I don't know that that's making anybody free. It's, uh, and, you know, it's, it just doesn't make any sense. These laws are complicated. They're ambiguous. And then you need a lawyer to figure them out. <laughs> and so you perpetuate the, the whole rule of lawyers. And... I get where Gordon's coming from on that in that sense. Certainly, the Democratic Party and Barack Obama does not they do not have the uh, the, the monopoly on lawyering folks in Washington D.C. or around the country. And I would suggest that uh, probably the Republican Party will uh, you know are, the are Republicans for those are just as bad. I think that they're they're probably they're making it tough on the third parties right now, and. That that doesn't that doesn't help the the votes. It doesn't help make me not feel alienated. I don't like it when my party and I'm a Republican goes ahead and tries to stifle competition in those other areas. I think that's wrong. I think it's unjust, and it really bothers me. But well, and, and it should bother people, and it should make people think. Wait a second. If these guys are so sure that they're going to win. Then why don't they allow these other candidates on the ballot? Well, if they wa- if they really had the concern of the American people and what the people wanted, then they would offer choices. But what the Republicans and Democrats, this duopoly of parties, what they want is the last thing they want is to give you choices. Right. They don't. They want you to choose on November the sixth between two crap sandwiches. You can you can inspect the toppings on the crap sandwiches, but. You know, one's got mayo, one's got ketchup, but it's really not much different. You've got really crappy choices. Now, uh, Rose called in um, in the last hour, and she was enamored by Romney. She thought that he was a really special candidate, and she just should be able to vote for him. Ele- just this one election, nobody should vote for a third party. That's hilarious stuff. <laughs> I've heard that in every election that I can remember. I, you know, I mean, that's that's what including the, always... the 1992 election where 20 percent almost voted for Ross Perot. Well, just this one time, we've got to make sure that, you know, don't waste your vote on this guy because he's not going to win. So I was offered twenty dollars. I used to drive a cab in 2004 between radio gigs. Somebody had to play them, pay the mortgage. And I was the only one living in the house. So I guess that was me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I, you know, I I was offered $20 by a ride in order to to vote for the Democrat because we were talking about the politics and I wanted to vote for Michael Badnarik and this whole thing. And so 
that ride offered me twenty dollars in order to vote for the who was who was it, Kerry in two thousand four. Yeah, in two thousand four, Kerry. I voted for the eighty-seven billion dollars before I voted against it. Now I didn't take the woman's money because I, I was very careful in saying this was in Florida. I'm a convicted felon, so in Florida I didn't have a vote, and I wasn't going to take this lady's twenty dollars um, if I couldn't deliver on what it was that she wanted me to do. That seems wrong to me, but um, yes, as a convicted felon, it was wrong to me to take this $20 and a taxi driver. <laughs> people have so many things to say about these groups. They want to keep those felons in. They're bad people. I wouldn't even take this lady's 20 bucks for a vote that wouldn't have mattered one whit. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live, you can call in, talk about whatever you want. 855-450-FREE. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends, you like Free Talk Live, like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. Live 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733, in case you don't have those little numbers on your phone. Some cell phones don't have those letters. Right. It's Mark with you. And Daryl. 855-450-3733. If you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, manventureoutpost.com is the place to go before you make your purchases. They've got the name brands and they've got them at the lowest prices. I say the lowest prices because I've done sort of unofficial surveys and you know always checked with the stuff that I've bought there. And every time it seems like manventureoutpost.com is the lowest. Every time I've experienced it, they are the lowest. And so you should check them before you make any buys, whether it's for knives or ammunition. Everybody's buying ammunition right now. Scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, tents, whatever kind of outdoor equipment the outdoor enthusiast in your life, be that you or someone you love, needs, they, you can get it at manventureoutpost.com. And an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. That'll get you free shipping. It's manventureoutpost.com, coupon code FTL. It's manventureoutpost.com. Daryl? Let's go right into the phones. Let's do it. Okay. Austin, calling in from South Carolina. Austin, WSCC. Hello, gentlemen. How are y'all tonight? All's Doing well. Good. You? Good. What's uh, on your mind? The reason we don't have third-party candidates uh, covered anymore is because 20 years ago this summer, we had an effective third-party candidate, and the corporations got scared to their, their pants off. Are you talking about Ross that Perot? Was Ross, that was Ross Perot. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that he could have been uh, president if he hadn't acted so weird there, sort of during the summer? You know, I mean, he, he said there were some assassins uh, yeah, out to get him. Uh, precisely, but uh, I 
I won't go into it because I don't want to sound like somebody's seen a UFO uh, hovering over. <laughs> you know what? Look, Jimmy Carter admitted to seeing UFOs, and he was president. And so. you know, if if somebody's going to try to assassinate somebody, that somebody might yeah. very well be the president. You know, the, somebody who's going to be president of the United States of America. I mean, it that's, is the most powerful position in the world. That's what happens, sir. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I really wouldn't doubt uh, I didn't, it. I didn't, uh, you cannot you cannot threaten Mr. Ross Perot. The man has courage beyond uh, anything I've ever imagined. I'm a former Marine. But well, I will tell you this. They threaten to whack his family. Yep, that's what he yeah. said. I, I don't doubt it for a second. Um, he did come back, though, and... You know, either either stay or go. I think is kind of the the way of the American people felt. I think that that guy would have been president if uh, if that hadn't happened. The if way he it did. had not dropped out, and if he had had a better vice presidential nominee, yeah. he oh, could have yeah, won the election. I can't. I can't believe Pro did that. Yeah. <laughs> His, uh, uh, anyway, thank you so much. I'll tell you what right now. That's why you will never hear of another one again. Yeah, I think that I think Austin's really hit, has hit, hit the nail on the head. Is that Ross Perot scared the pants off of uh, you know the people in power, whether those people are in the Democrat or Republican parties, or whether they're the people that pay those folks? Because all the checks come from the same places. That that was definitely part of it. But if one goes back and looks at the history of when different ballot ballot access laws have been passed, right after the ninety two election, there was not a flurry of ballot access laws being passed to make it harder for minor parties. Now, after Jesse Ventura got elected governor in Minnesota, a lot of states started passing laws. And he, even here in New Hampshire... And he was independent, right? He, he was a Reform Party nominee when he got elected mm-hmm. and then uh, changed over to the Minnesota Independence Party. Gotcha. Let's go to Jason in Wisconsin. Jason, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Well, you guys were talking about the the number of laws, like the sheer volume of them. Yeah, there's like uh, more laws than a person can read in four lifetimes, um, you know, in in America. But even if you did read them, you wouldn't be able to interpret them because you have to read the associated court cases. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely true. And it's, uh, I mean, for one, if you've ever read a law... You have to read that thing like four or five times through just to get some kind of interpretation. And then you need five reference books. Yeah, uh, I've tried reading some of the bills that Congress debates, and through the first two sections, it's you know striking this sentence from this bill that was passed, and then this yep. from the U.S. Code. So you, you you need an entire law library just to be able to decipher any bill that's being passed. But if you were to just read the laws that exist in the United States through one time and do eight hours a day every day, you'd it'd take you four lifetimes. That can't possibly be the rule of law because at that point there's too many laws for a person to possibly understand. I mean, this is I, – I don't know whether – is it is it the sheer volume of government that will crush this nation? I don't know. Do you want to know what's worse? More laws keep getting passed every year. Yeah, they don't, they don't get rid of any. Jason? Well, like I was saying, though, that wouldn't even matter, though. You could yeah. spend the eight hours a day for four lifetimes. And you still wouldn't have a clue of how they, they're actually utilized because you have to read all the court cases that go with them. I know. I, right. I, I, I'm just trying to show people the absurdity of the amount of laws in this country. And you're, you're saying that the four lifetimes really needs to be something like... Eight or twelve. Four hundred. 
<laughs> Jason. Well, then, then when you actually do that, which I have, I've wasted a bunch of time uh, reading law and then reading case code that interprets the law. You find out there's 12 districts and the districts aren't uniform. Nope. And then you find out that, you know, between one case and another case, they'll decide com- completely different things. Like, um, I, I once looked up why, you know, you can't carry a gun, which in some states they, they have resurrected the open carry and the concealed carry. But this was before, before that. And, uh, Basically, what they ruled was, well, you can't carry a gun because the person that you're interacting with might not know that you're carrying a gun. <laughs> well, what does that have to do with an individual? Shall not be infringed, right? <laughs> yeah, what does that have to do with an individual person's rights? Is, is somebody else's rights and have to do with yours? Well, and you I, might not realize that somebody it. on the subway is crazy and is about to punch you in the face. Does that mean that subways should be outlawed? It's crazy stuff. Jason, thanks for the call. 855-450-3733. Dave in Washington. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? It's the law of the jungle out there. <laughs> no, seriously. <clears throat> Last week, a gentleman described himself as uh, military police. Shore Patrol, Navy, and uh, Subic Bay. Yep, I and remember this call. He said there was no pedophile prostitution around Subic Navy Base. Well, I don't know what he's looking at. I don't, I don't know where he's going. He hasn't been to Subic City. But if he had gone to Angeles City, Clark Air Force Bay area, Dau Mabalakit, Balibago, right outside the main gate of Clark Air Base, all the way down Fields Avenue, all up and down MacArthur Boulevard, he would have seen 11, 12, 13-year-old girls, and Air Force police were some of the best customers. Wow. That's a heck of a claim. You know, these claims have been made at these places, and who knows what goes on? I I guess there needs to be some kind of expose. Why aren't the news agencies doing something about this? The newspapers were full of this. Hmm. In 1992, late 91... There were uh, TV documentaries on Philippine TV about this. and uh, Dave, I'm going to have to let you go. We're up against a break. 855-450-FREE. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love. But make sure you give five bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about anything. We've been, you know, basically talking about elections and third parties this evening. It's it's getting to be that time of year, isn't it? Yep. It's getting to look a lot like voting BS. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder how much uh, sort of productivity the american public wastes on these elections 
billions of dollars. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It just when you're given the choices that are as bad as they are um, out there, it just kind of feels like what a waste of time. Anyway, I want to tell you about a great new Bitcoin website. If you don't know what Bitcoins are, Bitcoins are an online currency. They're cash for the Internet. You can with Bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world for free. And that's a big step up from, you know, the online banking systems that allow you to send and receive money for a three percent cut. So you can with bitcoins you can send and receive money for free online, um, and that's a you know it's, it's a great thing to be able to do. Also, it gives you uh, anonymity in your it will afford you possible anonymity. You have to do some work uh, in order to get your anonymity, and it gives you complete control of your money. It's impossible for anybody to uh, counterfeit bitcoins or create more of them. They can't uh, they they can't do it, and. There's a great service called blockchain.info, which gives you an online Bitcoin wallet that is also works for Android phones and uh, jailbroken iPhones. And actually, there's instructions for using regular iPhones, too. But because of fancy encryption techniques, uh, you know, this website doesn't have access to your Bitcoins. It's all just stored sort of, um, you know, encrypted. So they don't they don't know how they don't know what you've got. They don't know how much money you're sending or receiving. And with block with a blockchain wallet, you can even send bitcoins to people via their email or their Facebook friends or anybody um, on their cell phone anywhere in the world. And it's all free. You can get your free bitcoin wallet today at blockchain.info. And if you want to find out more about bitcoins, you can go to weusecoins.org. I think bitcoins are going to change the world. I think that they're the uh, biggest invention since the internet, which is a pretty big claim. It's Mark with you and Daryl. Uh, let's go to Dave in California. Dave. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Gentlemen, I so much value, appreciate your show. I listen to radio much of the day, and I appreciate the fact that people have different views, and they are invited to call in and share them with you. And you're for real. A lot of the shows, if you don't agree with the host, you'll never be You'll sit in the queue. You'll never get to discuss it. You people are different. I think that's the hope of this country is that, People can share those ideas. My issue today... Dave, real quick, before you go on, I I just want to explain it to folks. It's, you know, a lot of people probably already know this, but if you have an opinion that they don't want to talk about on that show, or they think that you're going to make the host look silly with your opinion, or whatever it is, you're going to sit in that queue for three hours waiting. If, you know, if you're lucky, they'll just say, we're not interested, thanks, goodbye, and hang up on you. But it's quite possible you'll waste a half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour just sitting there waiting. Well, I happen to know you're telling that just like it is, but not so with your show. You're saying, come on in, let's discuss you, it with you. You may have to wait, but we'll get you in. Yeah, yeah. well, I, my main issue right now, it's been a year ago this week that uh, Occupy Wall Street happened, and I think it came on like a boom, and I've been a part of it. I've listened, talked with everybody I can that's been involved, and many of us, feel like there was a big need that we don't like seeing what's happening in the distribution of wealth. We don't like seeing our country getting us into wars, not because we've been threatened by those countries, but because the wars are profitable to Lockheed Martin and Halliburton and a few others. And so there's a lot of us that really feel we we have an obligation to stand up to our country and say, not in my name. You're not doing this stuff on our account. But they somehow managed to keep the lid on it. They've managed to keep it very small and 
You know, they say that to us, well, we want to hear what you have to say, but go talk in that alley behind the shed. We don't want you out here in front of our city halls and courthouses and all of that. Go so, over into the free speech zone <laughs> and then say whatever you want to say over there, three miles away from civilization. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know... I think to some extent Americans realize that freedom of speech sort of in the, in the town square is of little value. Going out there and trying to uh, you know, get people to listen to you isn't of much value. Now, if you go there and you camp out, you know, maybe you're going to get somebody's attention. And certainly it raised the hackles of some people. Some people really like the idea of what uh, um, you know, Occupy was about. It seemed to get co-op by, co-opted by the Democrats and then kind of – I fizzled out after that. Uh, there was some certainly some police uh, involvement there too, and it it does make one wonder: what's it take? What does it take to change this country? It's well, a darn good question, I wish Mark. I had the answer. I yeah. think it's got to be a lot closer to what you guys are all about. You, we didn't never told somebody you don't get to be a member of Occupy unless you agree with me. You have the right to come in and voice your own views. And it's true. Occupy. I, I went to the Occupy in Manchester, New Hampshire, and you know, I mean, it's it's truly a it was a grassroots thing. There were definitely some people there whose uh, views I did not agree with on everything. Largely, people were pro peace, but I think most Americans really wonder what's going on over there. Um, you know, why, why are the, why are why is this the longest war America's ever been in over in Afghanistan? Why is it that the you know, we had to go in there and attack when the Taliban offered Osama bin Laden up for trial in Saudi Arabia. It's the same reason that the U.S. government bombed Japan after Emperor uh, Hirohito. I, yeah, after he said he would surrender, they said, no, we want an unconditional surrender. And then the one condition that the Japan had wanted was that the emperor be allowed to remain or something like that. And they actually, the United States actually gave them that after gave they, them dr- that after after they the dropped bomb. the bomb. Yeah. So, so it, was, it was all about wanting to drop the bomb. It's, I mean, you know, that's what it looks like. The history books won't tell you that, but I mean, it's, it's true. All you have to go take a look. There's, I mean, there's evidence that uh, Japan was suing for peace through Russia. The way I see it is they want money and money it's well, very profitable to get into these wars they they can build a treasury for zillions of dollars and cheat like crazy and make a lot of money then that, that's you know, a lot of people talk about designed obsolescence in home appliances and things like that. I mean, think about the designed obsolescence in bombs. I mean, it's really designed op- obsolescence. You drop it, it goes kaboom, it's gone. I mean, it's not like your stove where you have to get new dials because the old ones break or something like that. This is real designed obsolescence. Stay what you are, guys. You're really valuable to people that are listening to you. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. That's what we try to do here on Free Talk Live. We definitely try to give people an opportunity to talk. You know, you come on here being angry, you might get it back. But you can call in and talk about whatever you want. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Let's take Denny in Vermont. Denny, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going, guys? All's well. Good. How's everything on the other side of the river? It's going good. Um, I had a question for you. Okay. What's the difference between um, a tragedy and a catastrophe? I don't know. Sounds similar. Um, a tragedy is when uh, a cruise ship full of lawyers sinks in the ocean. Uh-huh. A catastrophe is when they all know how to swim. Oh, God. Lawyer jokes. 
<laughs> Poor lawyers, they get the bun- they get the brunt of the jokes, but it's not like they haven't earned. You know, as a group, haven't earned it individually. I don't think necessarily any of them are necessarily good or bad guys. I'm sure there are good or bad yeah. individuals there. Why but- do sharks not eat the lawyers? <laughs> Professional courtesy. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it- um, one other thing, uh, UFOs. Okay. Now, the government tells government tells us that they're that they're not real. They don't they don't exist. And even Do they say 99... that? I mean, uh, uh, Bill Clinton said that he, you know, I, I think he kind of looked into the Area 59 thing or something like Area that. Area 51. Did, Area 51, and he, he didn't see anything. Uh, Denny, I'm going to hold you over. Don't 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 feel rushed here. But uh, sure. you know, I don't I don't know. The government doesn't come out and say much about UFOs at all, from what I've heard. I, you know, maybe I'm just not paying attention because yeah, they've never come and probed me. I did see some lightning bugs out at my house one time that scared the bejesus out of me, though. Denny, hold the line. Um, 855-450-3733. I mean, you're looking out the window. You're from Florida where there are no lightning bugs, and then there's a little flashing, moving lights outside your windows. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Saturday night edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Daryl. And just to prove that you can talk about anything you want to talk about, we've got Denny talking about, uh, wants to talk about UFOs. Denny, what's on your mind? Yeah, you know, um, there's obviously there there is a you know a subversive movement in government and in in high places where even if if accredited airline pilots see things, it's you know it's it's they can lose their job. You so know? if a, if an airline pilot claims to have seen something, then the uh, then they're going to lose their job. If they yeah. report it, then yeah, they they could be sent for psych evaluations. Okay. Oh yeah, and then the psychiatrist yep. says that's not what you saw. You've been doing this too long. Right. Uh, we're going right. to have to have you retire now. Definitely. Hmm. Really? But, but well. Even though even though ninety nine point nine percent of these things maybe can just dis- be dismissed as um, hoaxes, that one percent is 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 all we need. What do we need it for? To, to prove Proof that things are actually happening. Alien life? What was that, Denny? I'm sorry. Um, to, to prove that things are actually happening. To, but, to prove that we are being visited or observed. Or, what would it or matter, though, for the average individual? I, I believe myself to be agnostic as far as uh, UFOs go. I'm skeptical, but I would hope anybody's skeptical of any positive claim. Um, you have to be. And my dad claimed to have uh, seen UFOs. I always kind of, hmm, okay, interesting story. But, I, you know, I've never seen anything like that. And seems like if 
aliens wanted to visit, then they might have something more to say, or they'd have uh, technology to not be seen. Like they they look an awful lot like the movie Aliens to me. Whenever the not not the not the 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 ones by H. R. Geiger, but um, in fact the the big eyed ones came out shortly after Close Encounters of the Third Kind. There was a movie actually that came out a couple of years before that, yep. and then you started getting the big eyed aliens. Before that, it was robots and uh, cockroaches. Well, um, and then right around the time that. Go ahead, Denny. What about back in what about back in the fifties uh, or the late forties, where, where there were actually like six or seven of them over the White House, and that's documented. There's photos, headline news. You know how, how can that be denied? I don't know. I you know I mean I, it, it's as far as it, when the news gets old enough, people just start to consider it an a, you know interesting uh, story. I mean it's not uh, it's not even news anymore. It's a historical anomaly. Yeah. Right. So what do you suppose? What do you think that? Uh, what do you think they want? I have no idea. I have no idea. It, it it may very well be that it's actually us coming back in the in the future. They they may have um, developed time travel, and it may actually be human beings coming back. I don't know. You know, it would make you wonder why they're only talking to. Uh, you know the, the 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 world leaders or whatever. I mean, couldn't couldn't individuals have some kind of uh, play? I don't know. It's interesting. Time travel. I'm always skeptical because you'd think that that would be a situation where there'd be people all over the place coming back. If there are seven billion people in the planet now, and it's projected there's going to be ten by mid-century or whatever the number is, how many people must there be in the future? Uh, you know, a hundred or two hundred or three hundred years from now, and and then the future continues to go on after that. Thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years, all of these people have time travel. You'd think that the, the place would just be, there'd be more time travelers than there'd be us. Well, maybe time travel is so expensive in the future that only the ultra-rich, sort of like space travel now. You believe that rich, they, you believe they haven't t- handled the problems of rich and poor in the future? There, there's always going to be a 1%. <laughs> maybe. Statistically, there is always going to be a 1%. Thoughts, Denny? Do you guys, do you guys know anything about the Philadelphia experiment? I've heard the term. Uh, I've read a little bit about it. Uh, it is something that definitely was a government secret project. I'm not going to say one way or the other if it actually was time travel, if it was location travel, anything is this the like boat? that. Yeah, the the, the one ship? where the boat disappeared and then came back and yep. there was only one or two people left on the boat hmm. and the other people were supposedly like melted into the side of the boat, yep. kind of like Han Solo in uh, Star Wars. <laughs> Painted on. It's yep. fascinating stuff. It is. Thanks, Denny. Appreciate the call. 855-450-3733. A lot of people claim to see a lot of things and I'm not going to call them liars. No, I'm not calling them liars either. I wouldn't be prepared to. I've seen things in the sky that I can't readily identify. No, Technically, those are UFOs. You're crazy. All right, PJ. <laughs> Hi. Hey, PJ. What's on your Hi. mind? Hi. I've got sort of an ignorant question to ask, and I apologize. No ignorant no, questions. No Go reason ahead. to apologize. Well, uh, about the, the Pennsylvania story and the independence, who are they voting for? Are they voting for one or the other of the parties, or are they voting for, like, Mickey Mouse and 
and stupid things like that. So is this, uh, I, let me let me make sure I understand the question because I'm not entirely certain I do. Are you talking about only in the P- Pennsylvania state election for the president of the United States, the independence? Uh, yeah, and, and that uh, 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 one of our candidates, uh, Mr. Romney, is thinking about throwing out independence because I of see. the way they are saying they're voting. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Gary Johnson is on the ballot in Pennsylvania after winning the lawsuit that was brought forth by the Republicans. I do not believe that Virgil Good or Jill Stein, either one, made the ballot in Pennsylvania. If I were to speculate on this, PJ, what I would say is is that uh, the Republicans are probably scared that the Libertarians are going to draw some votes from them with the the powerful support that Ron Paul got and the obvious quelching of the Ron Paul supporters at the Republican convention, that that there may be some some blowback and that uh, many Republicans might vote for the Libertarian to send a message to the Republicans. Republicans, the Republicans want to stop that from happening. So therefore, they're trying to knock out as many uh, states as possible that that people can vote for the Libertarian, because if the Libertarian's not on enough states, no one consider him a viable candidate and therefore not vote for him. And and there's always going to be people in states that allow write-in. There's always going to be somebody that writes in Mickey Mouse, just because Uh, they're not happy with anybody that's on the ballot. I know, but for those of us who want to vote one or the other, mm-hmm. it makes it bad then. Why is that? Right? How so? Because we would, our vote wouldn't be counted if we voted for one of the two. One of the two regular parties, and how would your vote right, not be counted? Right. What's What's going to prevent your vote from being counted if you vote for Obama or, or Romney? Well, because of what you was stated about libertarians, and uh, I would hate for that to happen because I want to vote for uh, one of the parties who I didn't vote for in the last election. Uh, So you're uh, you're considering the election to be a horse race and you're trying to bet on the winning horse? No, I'm trying to bet by my heart. And, And my heart says I should not vote for the one I voted for in the last election. Okay, but somebody voting... But yeah, let, let me, let, let's stop parsing words here. So you voted for Obama in 2008, and right. you're going to vote for Romney in 2012, right? Right. Okay, so now what does, what do you think that the Pennsylvania ruling has to do with you voting for Romney? Well, I was afraid they were going to eliminate uh, libertarians altogether, their vote. And uh, I don't want that to happen. I see. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's going to be libertarian. The libertarian candidate's going to be on the ballot in all states, but Michigan is that correct? Michigan and Oklahoma. Oh, so 48 states, and okay. Oklahoma never lets them on because they have the the, the worst laws. Is that uh, correct? Oklahoma has only had Republicans and Democrats since 2000 because of oh, the law. I see. The, okay, well, far I'm safe. <laughs> there was there was a group that started up called Americans Elect. That's right. That was claiming that they were going to have a bipartisan ticket and they spent 35 million dollars on ballot access and now there are only two candidates in the entire country that are running on their ticket against the wishes of the national chairman uh there's two congressional candidates in arizona that are running as americans elect the local state chairman in oklahoma attempted to give the ballot line to Gary Johnson. And the Secretary of State in Oklahoma waited until the last possible minute to say, we're not letting you do this. And then 
the state party filed a lawsuit, got tangled up in court, and ultimately the local party lost in court because it went against the wishes of the national party. Interesting. PJ, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. 855-450-3733. Ultimately, I don't think you can waste your vote. Um, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd hate to see anybody's vote being tossed out by the court, but, you know, you, the only vote that's wasted is the one that, uh, you know, doesn't fit you and what you believe. 855-450-3733. Hi, I'm Richard Grove of TragedyAndHope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published the underground history of American education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Now John delivers a message which he calls your birthright. It's titled The Ultimate History Lesson, and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it. Therein, referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts. John suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview, and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Daryl. You know, a lot of people don't expect to be listening to live content on a Saturday evening. So when they say live, they think that it's just a recorded show. <laughs> but that that's the case. Free Talk Live brings you live content seven days a week. Yes, Seven days a week. I think it's probably the only commercial program that does such a thing, but there may be another one out there. We certainly take you listening to Free Talk Live seriously in that we provide a three-hour program seven days a week. Now, we've got different hosts that do those programs. I work uh, six days a week, I guess, from Saturday through Thursday, and my partner Ian generally does oh something. He gets Sunday off and Daryl, you were kind enough to sit in, but we've got we've got co-hosts. We've uh, you know we managed to make it all fit together here, and the idea is to bring you a program where you can call in and talk about anything. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Let's go to Chris in Michigan. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, hey guys, how you doing? All's well. Good. Awesome, awesome. This is a great show. I just picked it up uh, this week, so I've, I've just been listening for a couple of days. Well, uh, we'll we'll shock cool. you at some point. Don't worry. <laughs> Okay. Uh, you guys were just talking about how uh, Gary Johnson's not on uh, two of the state ballots, uh, and Michigan being one of them. I don't. Is it a law here, or is it like is there something that we can do to get him on the ballot? Uh, Michigan, the Libertarian Party is ballot qualified in Michigan, and so, the the Secretary of State actually, uh, for probably the first time ever, interpreted a sore loser law to prevent a presidential candidate from being on the general election ballot because that candidate was on a major party primary earlier in the year. Uh, Gary Johnson last December attempted to withdraw from the Republican primary in Michigan. He filed his paper three minutes too late. 
the Michigan Republican Party said, keep him on the ballot. And so now the Libertarian Party tried to put him on the ballot. They said no. Libertarian Party says, okay, there's another party member named Gary Johnson. He's been a life member since the 80s. He lives in Texas. That's the Gary Johnson that we want as our nominee. Michigan Secretary of State says Michigan does not allow substitution. Even though in the past, Michigan has allowed substitution for vice presidential nominees. And there's something else that's interesting about the Michigan situation. Sounds like a bunch of lawyering stuff going on. In 1980, John Anderson was running in the Republican primaries, filed papers to withdraw 38 days late. The Michigan Republican Party said, yeah, pull him from the ballot. It goes to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court left him on the primary ballot, but put him on the general election ballot. Interesting. So Michigan, you know, the same situation, 32 years apart, completely different results, same party. Hmm. Wow. It doesn't so, sound like there's anything you can do, Chris. Uh, you can write Gary Johnson in, and the Secretary of State has said that write-in votes for Gary Johnson in Michigan will be counted. How okay. accurate that actually is, who knows? I've never heard of a write-in candidate. I've never even heard numbers for write-in candidates. Uh, Ron Paul in 08 was a certified write-in in California and received 47,000 votes. Wow. So is it just this election or like for, for next election he can be he can be eligible? or uh, If he runs again in 2016, as long as he stays away from the Republican and Democratic parties during their primaries, then he should be able to be on the ballot. Assuming okay. that he wants to run in 2016, he better brush up on his Austrian economics in that uh, yes. four years. Was he was he running as a Republican during the primary? And yes, he, he did he, run. He was on a couple of primary ballots in the uh, primaries. Just didn't have much of a showing. I don't know if it was the money or what it was. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Yep. You're welcome. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. I think that Gary Johnson's biggest problem was that he was the probably the most liberty-oriented candidate next to the most iconic liberty-oriented candidate that uh, has existed in America. I mean, frankly, Ron Paul's got got, got cred on the founding fathers in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, he's... There's there's been another two hundred and something years of thought since the Enlightenment period. Um, admittedly, not a lot of enlightenment since the Enlightenment <laughs> period. But uh, you know, I mean, I think Ron Paul's uh, Ron Paul will give most of the founding fathers a run for their money, um, and you know, some of them like Hamilton, you know, blow the doors off of him. But you know, Johnson would have been a pretty darn good uh, pro liberty candidate on the Republican side. He had a lot of cred, but. I think that most of his votes went to Ron Paul. Exactly. Also, he is uh, a pro-life candidate as opposed to, uh, you know. No, he's pro-choice. Johnson's pro-choice. Pardon me. I I misspoke when I said that. He's a pro-choice candidate in a pro-life party, basically, uh, when it came to the Republicans. And that's tough to win. So basically, he was pushing marijuana legalization and uh, pro-life. And those are maybe that maybe that'll work for a governor. And maybe it will in a purple state like uh, New Mexico, but I kind of doubt it's going to, you know, make it all fly. Um, you know, it's on the national level when you've got all different kinds of Republicans to deal with. Um, 
you know, there's Republicans out there that are sort of fiscally conservative, but like spending money on the military. Um, there's, uh, you know, the, the people that are just fiscally conservative out there. There's the ones that are very socially conservative that have uh, you know, strong opinions on gay marriage, strong opinions on, um, you know, homosexuality. And then there's the mainstream Republicans that love big government and... Yeah, the, know, one, the ones that they all end up bounding down to. You know? you know, the Mitt Romneys, the John McCains, the George Bushes. Indeed. Let's go to Mark in Michigan. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Absolutely capital. Hey, um, all right, you just talked about the Gary Johnson. You could do a write-in in Michigan for a Gary Johnson? Yeah, Mark, yes. could you speak right into your phone, please? Um, well, which Gary Johnson are we talking about? Uh, you just write in the name Gary Johnson, it will be counted, and theoretically it's all going to be counted for the actual Libertarian nominee, Gary Johnson. I just think that the Libertarian Party was trying to do a little switcheroo of, if you don't want this Gary Johnson from New Mexico, we've got another guy named Gary Johnson, and they included the middle initial, which is E. It's Gary E. Johnson from Texas. Okay. But you're actually voting for a slate of electors. The presidential candidate is basically just the placeholder instead of listing off. You know, your I don't care who electors. you vote. Who you vote for, you're not voting for the presidential candidate. You're voting for Republican, Libertarian, or Democratic electors to go to the elector the electoral college in December right. and then decide who the president is. And Michigan actually has a couple of other ballot-listed parties. There's the U.S. Taxpayer Party, which is the Michigan affiliate of the Constitution Party. They got ballot qualified when the National Party was still known as the Taxpayers Party. But because of Michigan law, they weren't allowed to change their name. Otherwise, they would have lost ballot access. And then Michigan also has the Natural Law Party. even they though they exist? There are two affiliates. The National Party of the Natural Law, they disbanded yes. back in 06, I believe. But yeah, Michigan Michigan, and Mississippi still have a ballot-qualified natural law party. How do you like this arcanity, Mark? What's that? <laughs> How do you like all this trivia? Uh, it really don't matter to me. I'm, I'm not going to vote for a libertarian or a... Uh, any of the other parties you just mentioned, uh, I'm a conservative, so... Um, so what do you I think is a conservative I, about having to vote for Romney? He's not all that conservative. I didn't vote for him in the primary. Virgil Good is a much better conservative than Mitt Romney. Yeah. So let me let me talk to you about this real quick, Mark. Do you realize you only get one vote and that the chances of Romney winning by your one vote are very slim, right? Right. So why not vote for the candidate that most fits your beliefs? Rather than picking, you know, a red or blue, why not go online and, and you know, ask the question, I think it's candidatechecker.com or something like that, um, and, you know, find out which candidate most closely represents your your thoughts and then vote for that candidate. That's why I voted for Duke Gingrich in the primary. Even though I knew he probably wouldn't win. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. 
Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at Mark at FreeTalkLive.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. It is Mark. And Daryl. You can call in to Free Talk Live and talk about anything you want. That's what we do here on the program. The phone lines are brought to you by SACL CAI. It's a company that handles accounts receivable. If you've got a business and you got into that business in order to do that business and not a bunch of paperwork, following up on accounts receivable and all that stuff, turn it over to SACL CAI. They'll handle those accounts. They'll handle them in a way that treats your business and your customer with respect. It's SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. Again, it's SACL CAI. So, Daryl, there's a, there's a phenomenon in the American voting public's mind, and that is the idea that this is going to be a close election, and it doesn't matter which election. This is the most important election of my lifetime. Whether it's 04, 08, 12, or whatever election it is, it's always the most important. And so, therefore, one must not vote for a third-party candidate, but they must vote for pick one be, the, the one of the two crap sandwiches that's out there. Right. Um, the you know these these moderate uh, sort of Republicans and moderate Democrats that uh, really nobody wants, but they all just kind of uh, you know pick. Here's the here's the gist of it. Basically, American voting public, your vote doesn't matter. I'm going to do the math for you. I don't care who you vote for. It doesn't matter. I'm going to make you a super voting god. I am I am Q from Star Trek and I can do whatever I want. And here's your superpower. You can go to any election in American history, any state election among the 50 states or or on down into American history, because obviously it diminishes as you go back in time, and you have 100 votes, and you can change the outcome of any election that's within 100 votes for, for any American president throughout time. How many will you change? None. Zero. You will change zero if you have 100 votes. And this is thousands of – got to be close to thousands of elections, at least the low thousands, because the American vote – there is no national election. It's right. all a combination of state elections. So to assume that your one vote is going to change the outcome of an election is – it's not mathematical. You're not looking at the situation from a mathematical standpoint. You should vote for whomever is the closest to whatever it is that you believe. Because at the very least, then you'll give an opportunity for third parties to have a chance in this nation. What you're voting for is opportunity in the political process. Because don't believe for a second that your vote's going to matter. Let me tell you one more way. In 2008, in New Hampshire, there were 60,000 vote differences between votes between McCain and Obama. It doesn't matter whether I voted for McCain or for Obama. If I picked my vote up and I moved it to the other side, or even if I voted for um, the libertarian candidate, if I moved my vote, it still wouldn't matter. The outcomes would always be the same, even if I picked up my one vote and moved it to a different column. 
because it doesn't matter. That's my that's my lesson in civics for you today. The, the closest presidential election, as far as one swing state coming into play, the closest election in U.S. history was the 2000 election where Florida was decided by 537 votes. See, 100 votes wouldn't have made a difference, and that was close. There were seven people, not named Ralph Nader, that had more than 537 votes, but yet Ralph Nader is the only one that is blamed for I don't see how costing you can blame. Al Gore the election. Yeah, it, that's, it's ridiculous to, to claim that, it cost, that he cost Al Gore the election. Even, even with Florida going the way it did, with 537 votes separating... Uh, George Bush and Al Gore. Had Al Gore won his home state of Tennessee, he would have been president. Al Gore lost Al Gore the election in 2000. Adam, Michigan, you're yeah. on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Um, I just want to Adam? Sounds like Adam went I into a bad cell. I think he's got a bad cell. Yes, yes, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Okay. Yep, I just wanted to address the issue with the third-party vote. Go right ahead. Yes? Go right ahead. Okay. Um, well, I, I, I understand your arguments, um, and I understand the third-party arguments about trying to give the third parties a chance. But I think the bigger argument is saving this republic, okay? And I think if you look at the debt and, and if you look at... This country's been in empire mode since Thomas Jefferson was the president. You know, we're a republic in name only. Well, I don't know that that matters. It's an empire, and one election will not save or destroy the American empire. I don't care. You can root for whomever you want, but I just done the math, and this is, um, you know, sadly, maybe Adam didn't hear me do the math, but the fact is that your vote isn't going to matter. If you think that Romney is better than Obama, that's fine, and if you want to vote for him over Obama, that's fine, but don't believe for a second that your vote matters. Your vote isn't going to change the outcome. You could stay home, and the outcome will be the same. Let's go to Dave in Keene. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Good evening, gentlemen. <laughs> um, I'm happy to be in Keene where we have um, Free Talk Live on two different stations. We're probably the only town that does. You might, well, one of a handful. Might oh, be. Go right ahead, Dave. Okay. Um, I was going to challenge you on that because um, you have that flamethrower microphone and you're saying your voice doesn't count, but you're not saying it to one person. You're, you may be saying that to multitudes of people, with, and, and, and therefore those multitudes add up, don't they? Sure, but I mean, I'm saying them to, I'm on Democrat, I mean, excuse me, I'm on conservative and progressive stations alike. So, yeah. um, therefore, the people – if I'm knocking people out of the voting public, and maybe I am. I don't know. Um, I'm knocking people out from the libertarian side, the Republican side, the Democrat side, all over. I'm for people going and voting their conscience if that's what they want to do. But I just don't want them to believe that, they're, that they actually play some integral role in this big battle between My Mitt, one Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney and, and Barack Obama because they don't. My one vote where I go into the ballot booth and I get the ballot and I fill in the little write-in circle and then I wrote and then I write the letters N-O-T-A. 
meaning none of the above. I don't want any of these people that are on the ballot. Me writing in NOTA will not change the outcome of any election. Now, if 10 million people do that, it still will not change the outcome of the election just because NOTA will never win an election in the U.S. just because the way everything is written, a human candidate must win. So none of the above is what you're saying. None of the above will never win an election. Well, most people don't vote. Even if none of the above gets the most ballots cast for it, none of the above, they're not going to leave something vacant. And I know that, but I'm doing this as as dissent. It's voicing my dissent by writing in NOTA. Dave? Uh, I'm writing in Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. Oh, God. If you can spell that (laughs) properly, then uh, they may count it. I I don't have any problem with people going to the the polls and voting. I don't think that it's uh, you know any big deal. What my concern is is the is the if you don't vote for Mitt Romney, we will be thrown into four years to an eternity of darkness. I I could just you know it makes it makes my brain flip. Eight five five four five zero free free talk live eight five five four five zero three seven three three. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. You can give us a call, talk about anything you want to talk about. We've been talking about voting tonight and third parties and that kind of thing. 855-450-3733. But you can call in and talk about anything you want. That's how we do it here on Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Daryl. I'll tell you about itbitinstant.com. If you're looking for Bitcoins, and if you need to find out what Bitcoins are, go to weusecoins.org. It'll tell you a little bit about them, quite a bit about them. But bitinstant.com is the place to go to get Bitcoins. You know, you can get a wallet for free from weusecoins.org, and you can send and receive money for free with Bitcoins, but you can't get Bitcoins for free because Bitcoins are an internet currency, and currency has costs. Not going to change, you know dollars for pesos for free. Nobody's going to give you any pesos for free. <laughs> Bezos, perhaps, but not pesos. Um, bitinstant.com, where you can uh, send and you get some Bitcoins. Uh, more than 700... Well, actually, there's more than a million locations now in, uh, like two, in like 30 countries around the world that you can do this. And, of course, the United States is one of them. Bitinstant.com. Daryl, we're going to go back to the phones. Everybody wants to talk about voting. It's Let's getting do me. it. It's that time of the year, you know, or that time of the term what what is this quadrennial quadrennial yes it's that time of the quadrennial it's, it's not really it, it's not snappy like a song though no it's looking to be a lot like the quadrennial okay ed in tennessee you're on free talk hey, live what's on your mind hey hey what uh the stalin quote says it all to me is you you know those who cast the vote decide nothing those who count decide everything that's about the truth yeah, and also, uh, do y'all, are y'all aware of this range voting or uh, instant runoff? I'm aware uh, of instant runoff voting. voting was it, better than- 
Instant runoff and range voting are two totally different things. Yeah, he was saying that. Uh, I'm aware of both of them. Uh, hey, what, what's the knock? Hey, Daryl, what, what's why? What, from what I read, that the instant runoff is not as good as range. Do you agree with that? And why is that? When you get to choose, to me, it's kind of maybe you can explain it a little bit. Okay. What range? Let Let me first explain range voting. You're going to need to because I don't know what it is. Range voting allows you to put a numerical number next to every candidate on the ballot. Okay. So let's just say in New Hampshire there's three candidates. Let's just say that there's four. Let's four? just you know because Jill Stein barely missed getting on the ballot here in New Hampshire. All right. So there's so let's I'll just say let let's just say there's Jill Stein, uh Gary Johnson, Barack Obama and Mitt Romney. And Mark, you've said that you like Gary Johnson. I do. So in range voting, they let you put anywhere between a zero to a ninety-nine. Okay. So you would probably give Johnson a ninety-nine. Johnson's gets a ninety-nine. Okay. Uh, then whoever's next on the list could get any number. It could even be two people that are tied at ninety-nine. Okay. So let's just say that. Do well, you think? Let me just give them to you. I'll get. I'll take. Uh, okay. I'll take Romney at uh, fifty-one, Obama at forty-nine, and I don't know who Stein is, so I'm going to put her at a one. Okay. So what they would do then is there's obviously a numerical number showing where you rank these candidates. Yeah. They compile all of those numbers, and whichever candidate winds up getting the largest number wins. Wins. Okay. Like a clap meter vote. <laughs> right. It's very similar to sense, a, yeah. you know. But, now, explain no, the, that, that's range voting. That Hold like on just a second. Ed, we got to okay. now explain the instant okay. runoff. Uh, well, let me first explain approval voting, which is very – it's the much simpler version of range voting. Okay. Vote for everybody that you find acceptable. Okay. Which well, is something – Give them one. Well, it's – Yeah, check. Fill, fill out the little circle, yeah. which is something that New Hampshire tried to pass a couple of years ago okay. and was unsuccessful at. All right. So that's – you know the simpler version of range is approval. Okay. And then there's instant runoff voting – where you where rank the people. you rank them one two three four. So I vote Gary Johnson one. I vote what did I say Romney two, Romney then two. Uh, Obama three, and then uh, Stein, and then Stein. whoever she might be four. Right. Okay. Uh, and since you don't know who Stein is, you don't actually have to give her a number. You you don't have to put her as four. Okay. So let's just say that you know all the ballots are counted, and let's for the sake of this example, let's say that you voted Stein one. Okay. And you didn't put anybody two, three, or four. Okay. Jill Stein finishes last in the initial count. Okay. Then had you had somebody number two, then your ballot would have gone to whoever your number two vote was. But in this example, you didn't have anybody, so therefore that ballot gets completely tossed. Okay. So you voted technically, you know, in the eyes of the wasted vote because your ballot didn't carry over, wasted vote. It. But it doesn't allow you to say, I really like this guy. I don't like this guy as much, but he's still my second choice. It's just one, two, three, four. Got it. Ed? But in, to me, that's the instant runoff voting is similar to the range, isn't it? Because you are you you just get this thing, you're going to mark which one you like. It's similar. And I thought they'd it, tally them all up. Whoever didn't get over 50%, then they go to the second most uh, chosen. Right. right. Uh, it's okay, it's, but anyway, I, I, it's really no need to. Instant <laughs> runoff is do. definitely better like than what we have. Voting? 
I think anything's better than what we've got where this one you get one vote for one candidate. Hey, Ed, if you want to know more about what I think on instant runoff voting and other voting methods, pick up a copy of Duopoly. I explain several different types of voting methods in there. So that's at Amazon.com? Yes, or any major bookstore. Any other thoughts, Ed? Yeah, and another thing, like y'all were saying, the voting, uh, like what does it say when uh, an economist sees another economist, you know, they're embarrassed, like, what are you doing here? (laughs) <laughs> because yeah, they, they understand kind of they understand the the numbers yeah right yeah at vote at a voting booth okay. yeah i get you yeah. eight All thanks right, i'll talk to you eight, thanks five, ed eight five five four five zero three seven three three and you authored the book duopoly yes and people can get it through shop.freetalklive.com if you do all your amazon shopping through shop.freetalklive.com it helps free talk live we are uh, an independent program unlike most of the talk commercial talk radio out there we attempt to bring a different message and you know if you appreciate that message shop.freetalk if you don't if you just appreciate somebody bringing a different message go through shop.freetalklive.com to do your shopping at amazon and whatever online retailers we have there let's go to don in south carolina don you're on free talk live hello hello my friends live free or die how are you um i used to live up in that uh, neck of the woods now i think Everybody should vote on one day. On one day? Okay. I don't see the early voting. Uh, the, I understand with the military, cut them some slack. They're on another timeline. Uh, they're overseas or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, and they should have a registered uh, military voting booth okay. there. And I don't... This early voting... I don't care for it. I don't think it's right. And I also don't believe in the Electoral College anymore. I think we should go, well, we never were back to the uh, popular vote. That never was a part of it. But I think it's time that we did change that part of the Constitution. Are you, uh, are you or, a Democrat? Well, whatever you call it, to go back to a popular vote. Are you a Democrat? No, I'm not. Okay, because the chances are pretty good. I was a big member in the Green Party. What's that? You're, you're once a, a Green Party? I was once big, but there's, you can't get a candidate. And, you know, I'm not going to—I voted for Ralph Nader more than once. Okay. All right, but you can't get a standard candidate. Anybody who's going to go in there, that's a third-party candidate. Look what happened when you were talking earlier. I, I You brought up Ross Perot. All right? Um, he came in as an independent, I think it was. Yep. Yeah. Reform party or something. And, uh, and that's why the election, uh, he got what, maybe one, uh, that, that actually did not sway the election, but that's the popular myth. Mm. Some say. So, but what I'm saying is, or the point I'm trying to make is, I think we all vote on one day. And I think the more you mess with the vote, uh, the more riffraff that goes along with it. Yeah, you know, that's one of the complaints, uh, Don, I appreciate the call, is that uh, when you do this voting over several days, like I know they used to do this in Florida, is that, you know, who's counting these votes? Who's watching these votes? How do we know these are the votes? And you don't. Eight five. Free 
Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line. Kicking off the final segment. It's Mark with you. And Daryl. If you want to support Free Talk Live, three ways to do it. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com. Amp the program. That's our little Mouseketeer Club. You've got some benefits that you'll get, and you'll be supporting Free Talk Live in the process. And we only use the money to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. Secondly, when you do your online shopping, go through shop.freetalklive.com. We get a little spiff. You get the same price as the same service you'd normally get when you shop Amazon and whatever the other retailers are over there at shop.freetalklive.com. And thirdly, share episodes. We give them away for free. Share the episodes of Free Talk Live on your Facebook and Twitter. That way we can spread the show farther and wider. It's uh, Just go to freetalklive.com. You can get the last seven shows there. And after that, it's archives.freetalklive.com. Let's go to... Linda in South Carolina. Linda, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Well, hello, Mark and Daryl. I'm not familiar with you, but hi, honey. Hello, Linda. How are you? Well, honey, um, a mother, a grandmother, and a great-grandmother. Oh, my. And I'm greatly distressed because I only learned in this period of time, and I would say within the last few months, that... The vote count isn't done in our United States. It's done by a company hired that's Spanish. I'm not even sure I'm even giving you correct information, but I know you'll know, Daryl. Well, I I know that my vote here in New Hampshire is counted here in New Hampshire because it's a paper ballot. Uh, It makes absolutely no sense to attempt to send those to Spain. Uh, I think what you're referring to is... There's a Spanish company, I forget the name of it, but they own some shares in the Diebold Corporation, which is the company that does the electronic voting machines. So I'm asking you, shouldn't we be distressed that it's my idea? I'm more distressed by the fact that places use electronic voting machines without paper trails. (laughs) I so agree. No, it it makes no difference computer though i have one but yes i do agree but it's a it's it's a very foreboding feeling to me and though i want every human being that has a right to be in our country or any place to have the right to vote i often wonder if we would avoid some of the corruption if we had vehicles with initials ins parked prior to entering an area that's a voting poll as well as the entrance and exit. But I don't know if that's legal. Scaring folks off. Anyone coming to our country. I am against people coming to our country and voting because they're doing it ignorantly. I wonder how many times that happens. You know, I, I would think, I would guess that most people who are here, you know, against, you know, they're undocumented and that kind of thing, are trying to stay away from any kind of extra governmental yeah. apparatus as possible. I suppose it's possible. But again, I would think that they would be such a small percentage that uh, they wouldn't, you know, they, they wouldn't matter. Uh, much. I, I don't see that as a problem. I, I'm more concerned with the fact that there are computers that count the votes instead of you know, paper ballots. But I think only citizens should be able to cast ballots um, and, you know, so whatever that takes. Do you realize I listen to a great deal of TAC radio, and until this program, no one else talks about the foreboding feeling of machine over man. They really don't? No. May I also go back into time and speak with you, Mark? I have just been 
agonizing over my last call, and we were basically talking about death panels, but I was so upset because I've lost so many people, honey, even my one of my grandchildren, and what I was trying to say and wasn't coherent is that it's one thing if we're making a call, whether an old woman such as myself lives, I would give up my life for your children. But my point was, you would give up your life for yours, Mark. Oh, yeah. You're you're just phenomenal through the time I've listened to you as a dad. I wish I could be a kid <laughs> and have you as a father. But that's what concerns me, that it isn't going to stop where they weigh is someone polluting their body so they don't deserve an organ such as someone who isn't, or is someone old as opposed to someone young. And I just was so overwhelmed, I could not convey what I wanted to do at that topic. It's absolutely but true, Linda. There's so there's no doubt about it that if you give the government the power of you know medicine, that the, finally the United States government, the most powerful government on the planet, is the last link to fall down on this uh, socialized medicine thing, that at that point government decides who lives and who dies. And it is a scary prospect. I do thank you for the call. Uh, let's get to uh, Amanda in New Hampshire. Amanda, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, Mark. Hi, Daryl. Hi, Amanda. From, from Shire Sharing. Um, so I went to visit a demo tonight, and something crazy happened that I wanted to tell you guys about. This is a demo. Freeman, um, our uh, former Tuesday night host, who is currently in jail. He did two months. He was sentenced for recording a conversation with a police officer and a principal as when he called and asked for comment. It was crazy. Go ahead. Yeah. Some point is journalism wiretapping. Um. So I brought my, my six-year-old daughter because I thought maybe it'd be a fun educational activity, you know. <laughs> and there are a lot of interesting parallels between uh, prison and public school, it turns out. They have bologna sandwiches Monday through Thursday for lunch. Oh, my. Um, the prison or the school? <laughs> the the prison, yeah. But uh, I make her peanut butter and jelly every day for lunch, so it's kind of, you know. <laughs> it didn't occur to me how boring her lunch probably is, having the same thing every day. But, so. What I wanted to tell you about was, so we went in, we checked in, gave ID, blah, blah, blah. I'm chatting with this correctional officer. He seemed nice. He was smiley. They were all pretty smiley and uh, made jokes. We only got two minutes here, Amanda. Okay. I try to be nice to cops. And then I'm talking to a demo, and uh, one of the guys that I spoke to walked behind me, and he said, and maybe I should wait to tell you guys about this. I don't know, because he's getting out soon. But he pointed at that guy, and he says, hey, that guy, you know what he does to us? He said uh, that that guy says, uh, I could kick your bleepity bleep and no one would care. Like this guy regularly uh, threatens the lives and the safety of the inmates for no reason. Like they're minding their own business. And he just says these things to them. And it struck me that he's like, that's what a psychopath is. It's someone who can stand on one side of a wall and be all smiley and friendly and make jokes. And on the other side of the wall, be threatening people. I don't know. What do you think? Yep. That's exactly what a psychopath is. You know, I mean, if if one wanted to be psychopathic and wanted to dominate other individuals, a place to go to work would be a jail. And most people wouldn't care. And that's what it comes down to. And it's sad. I mean, you know, do you really want to take bad people, put them in a bad place, treat them badly, and then give them the expectation that you want them to get out and act good? I mean, does that make any sense? Amanda, I appreciate the call. Yeah. Eight five five four five zero three. What am I giving the number out? Julie in South Carolina. <laughs> Julie. Hello. Hey. Hey. 
Um, I recognize Melinda. Um, I've listened to her because she's called in local um, stations here. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, there really is something to worry about as far as the uh, voting. Um, they are being sh- overseas. I mean, the military votes did not get counted last year. They threw them out because they said they delayed getting them to them, so they didn't get in in time. Yeah, That's because they happens. delayed them. So I'm really concerned about that. So the overseas votes, military votes, they are being sent to a Spanish uh, company. I think it's Torres. Well, if it's on the internet, if it's being counted in the interwebs, and the company is, um, it might be somewhat Spanish-owned. But does is it really being counted in Spain? Well, they have control over it, so that that leaves an area for fraud, which there's so much going on. Well, anyway. there's, a, there's plenty of fraud going on in the United States uh, for election, elections. In a Democrat convention, there is. Oh, the Republicans don't cheat at all. Both parties cheated. Did you did you they watch the Republican convention? Don't. Did you see how they um, wouldn't how they uh, disallowed the Ron Paul delegates from being counted? That was ridiculous. They didn't disallow they it. Did. They did. They were saying that if you're going to, this is the most important election we have. I've is heard that, that same thing. Is that an excuse every for fraud? election my entire life? This is, this is the most important. Wait, wait a second, Julie. That didn't address whether or not the delegates from uh, Maine uh, got seated or not. Okay. And the delegates from Nevada and Louisiana. The cheating was going on, Julie. As long as you understand that you're picking the, le- the, the 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 crap sandwich with less crap on it, then you can understand the voting process. Okay, well, y'all haven't researched your... Really, you haven't, because I, I do respect to the other callers. I, I hear you just kind of cut them off, and you don't really talk to them. I've done more there research on ballot access. Let her finish Muslim it up. Brotherhood did go in the White House, and they treat, he, treated, he treated him better than he did uh, the fellow from Israel. He just He has no respect for anyone. Thanks for the call. Uh, that's Free Talk Live for the evening. It's been Mark with you. And Daryl. You can check us out at Free Talk.